Hi, this is Tom Capone of Life Stories, and I'm with a very special guest today, Nicole Guida. Nicole, welcome. Yes, thank you, Tom, for the opportunity. It is my pleasure, Nicole. We are at the Oceanside Library. It is Saturday, December 14th at 3 p.m., and Nicole and I are here to have a conversation. She agrees with me wholeheartedly that people have stories to share, and she has stories that she would like to share through our Life Stories podcast. Her podcast will be episode number 10 of the Life Story series brought to you thanks to the Oceanside Library. So, Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. Nicole, uh, just talk a little bit about um, what brought you here, why you felt you wanted to be a part of these conversations. Absolutely. Well, I guess it should start with how I came to Oceanside. My soon-to-be husband at the time and I were looking for an apartment and we couldn't find the right fit, either it was too expensive or it wasn't you know, what we had in mind. And um, it just kind of fell into place. He asked somebody and they said, oh, there's an apartment over in Oceanside. And we were skeptical and doubtful and we came and we fell in love with it. And we're so happy being a part of the Oceanside community here. I'm starting to get involved with the library here. And, and that's where I saw exactly what you were offering and I said why not me Tom? <laughs> well I, I really am grateful that the Oceanside Library does take some time to promote life stories and mm -hmm. it brings people like yourself together with me so that we can promote uh, those stories that really make up the heart of our community. Everybody within any community but we're talking about the Oceanside community everybody has a story to share and uh, I really am, am grateful for the opportunity to give people a chance to share their stories. So thank you for being a part of that. Thank you. So you've been a resident of Oceanside for just a few months. Yes. What have you learned about the Oceanside community in such a short amount of time? Well, it's very welcoming. <laughs> it's lovely being so close to the water. It's so beautiful. And um, I, I love being a part of it. Um, I'm still learning a lot. It's, it's been since May since we moved here. So I'm just looking for more ways to continue to get involved and help out and contribute. So you were here during the summer months. Yes. So mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you took advantage of the opportunity um, to, to go down to, the, to Long Beach, the boardwalk. We're in such close proximity to the water. I'm sure you took advantage Absolutely. of that. We're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we find it very relaxing to take a stroll along the boardwalk, and uh, it's just we're very fortunate that we do have it yeah. available to us. We, uh, the water is actually our backyard, so <laughs> we don't even we have to go that far. That's why we love it. Well, you are very <laughs> lucky indeed. Um, so... Uh, growing up uh, on Long Island, yes, um, the community that you grew up in, uh, what were some of the things that you look back on and um, recognize were uh, influencing or, or inspirational to you in terms of your experiences growing up? I would definitely say a lot of the teachers and leadership and mentorship and um, the ability to get involved. I was actually the captain of Kickline, and I think that that had a lot to do with um, just just growing myself and, and meeting new people and doing what I love. Also, great exercise too. But it was fun. That, that those were my one of my greatest memories. Is, is there a, a teacher in particular that stands out in terms of somebody who was a, an inspiration to you or somebody who influenced you in one way or another? For sure, because I I knew I wanted to be a teacher back in middle school and even before that. Her name is uh, Miss Klein, actually, uh, Miss Monica Klein. And I told her I wanted to be a teacher, and she said, well, let's visualize how it will look and feel. And so she sat me behind her desk, and she took a picture of me, and she framed it. 
and that that showed me that she believed in me and that what grade was that it. that was in sixth grade she let me grade papers and it was nice to know someone believed in me as an educator uh, i believe also that we need to give kids opportunities to uh, discover and explore and to experience things that will help them to make decisions that are meaningful for them it sounds as if she really did all the right things as far as you were concerned and i'm sure for all of her kids by encouraging you and giving you a, a glimpse into what a teacher's life is. Absolutely. And I still keep in touch with her. <laughs> you know, she, she builds true, long-lasting relationships with many of her students. I'm sure that's very gratifying for her yeah. to know that you are, that you w are an educator mm -hmm. and continue in, in other ways to be an educator today. Yeah. And she's, she still supports me in, in many other ways today. And it's a friend, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, so maybe we can fast forward a little bit. So you did become a teacher. I did. And <laughs> you were, what kind of a teacher were you? So I was always elementary, and then afterwards I got my master's in special education over at Queens College. And I did that for five years. So Nicole, I'm going to say that the way that your teacher was an inspiration to you, in mm -hmm. the, the, the short amount of time that I've known you, um, my feeling is, is that you were an inspiration to the students that you had over the course of five years. Is there a particular story or something that you can share about interactions that you've had with your kids that might illustrate for us uh, uh, about the kind of teacher and person you are? Wow, <laughs> that's a really good question. Uh, so, so many, so many students from all over too. Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, charter schools, Catholic schools. And uh, all the memories are flashing back, but I, I loved getting to know them and their stories, just like how you are now. And uh, I know that they want to be heard, mm -hmm. which is exactly what this is. And um, that's just human nature, really. Mm -hmm. But I love being able to get into their life, really, and know that you care, really, just, just by sh showing them and, and speaking to them and pouring belief into them, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they, they just need someone to listen to them. I, I believe that all kids are uh, intuitive. Mm -hmm. they, they see things, they understand things, probably more so than we give them credit for, but they, um, having that intuitive sense, they know when a teacher is interacting with, mm -hmm. with them from the heart. And I think that's probably the most important thing that we can do is to, is to, to show them that we do care. And I think that helps with everything else that follows in terms of what they're learning academically, but also learning in terms of how they interact with their, their classmates. So I think that's an important part of, of what we do as educators. Absolutely. It makes it way more fun, too. And you get to see them interact with each other and, and grow from beginning to end. Um, do any of the kids, or have you been in touch with any of the kids since you've kind of moved mm. in a little bit of a different direction? I, I would like to still keep in touch with them. I mean, I, I still live on Long Island, so <laughs> I know, I, know I, I probably could. You know, I, I still, um, some of the parents um, probably, mm -hmm. I, can, I still talk to some of the parents and then take it from there and reconnect with the kids. Well, um, having retired two years ago, that is still one of the things that I, I love is running into people in the community uh, who I know through the time that I spent when I was principal at school too. Um, that really, it, it just makes my day to run into the families into the kids and to see how they're doing and to have those conversations that's what i miss most about the classroom 
and see uh, how much they've grown. And see <laughs> how much they've grown. And, and hopefully they still remember some of the things that <laughs> we, we talked about mm -hmm. uh, during our time together. Um, so you're, you're no longer in the classroom. So talk a little bit about what it is that you are doing. Yes, that's correct. So this is actually my first year not teaching. I, I found a new passion <laughs> that's still including teaching, but they're not little kids. <laughs> and, and I'm so grateful for that because as much as I did love the children, I exactly how you said, I, there was some sort of dissatisfaction within myself, meaning I, I thought I could do more and make a bigger impact instead of just one set of classroom filled with about 25 to 30 kids a year. I wanted, I wanted to be somebody, right? M like, like you said, most people want to hear their voices heard, and, and I thought there, there may be a bigger and better way to do that. And so I found a way, and it's never been better. It's, it's changed my life. I'm able to apply my teaching skills in an area that needs it the most, something that I've always wanted to learn more about, and so I was able to do that. I, I taught myself first. I said I could share it with others. I can make more money too, and that will snowball into making a bigger impact down the road. Mm -hmm. Tying back into the education field again, meaning creating my own schools and creating our own curriculums, um, especially with special education, you know, cre creating a school that will be more geared towards their needs. So talk a little more uh, specifically about what it is that you're doing, it, it, utilizing your um, skills as, a, as an educator and applying it in ways that are, are a little bit different from the way that you used to do it in the classroom. It is a little bit different. <laughs> Working with adults, not children, and it's also in the financial education field. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I was attracted to it because my whole life I never knew anything about finance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, I was a teacher. And, but I realized, I realized I need to learn this or else I'm gonna get taken advantage of. So I was attracted to this place where they made what seems complex and they make it really simple. So I learned for myself how to get out of debt faster and trust me, I had student loan debt and I'm still I'm do. I'm going to start taking copious notes sure. here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I realized that it's, it's so important. You know, where do we even learn how money works? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I decided to take on that task myself and make it a priority. And that's exactly what we do. We show families how to get out of debt faster, mm -hmm. to make their money work for them, which I didn't know how to do. <laughs> Um, retire tax-free, which I never knew that was possible, and also not lose money. I thought all of that was shocking to me because I was never taught. And so I found out it was super simple, and I'm on a mission now to share it with as many people as possible, and that's how we're changing people's lives. Have you uh, been doing this long enough where you're able to see the the, the benefit of, of your hard work and, and the knowledge and expertise that you've acquired over the course of uh, months or a year or whatever it's mm -hmm. been, do you see a difference in, in the lives of others? Have they shared with you that they are benefiting from your, yes, your insights and, and wisdom? Yes, that's the best part. <laughs> it's been almost three years so far, and the stories go on and on from families in tears saying, wow, thank you so much for explaining to me what I have, because I never knew, 
to telling somebody that you can retire. I don't know why you're still working. You have everything that it takes. You're fine. Mm -hmm. To getting people out of debt when they were in a hole and they never knew mm -hmm. that it was possible, giving them that hope. But also on the other end of it, showing other people how to do the same, meaning helping somebody get out of a dead-end job that it, it wasn't helping them, maybe it was toxic, mm -hmm. or helping someone become their best version on this journey to help other people as well. So we do a lot of work with leadership and success principles, and that's how it's helped me, and it's most exciting to see other people win and, and put them in the spotlight while sharing this message at the same time. What are some of the, the, the most important points that you are imparting to others that are bringing about a change in their lifestyle or their experiences and helping them to move forward in a, in a more positive way? That's a good question. They, they have to want it themselves. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, that, that's what I had and a lot of other people that I work with is the frustration. If, if you're not happy with where you're at, you have to want to want more and have the ambition enough to go after it. And that realization is key. But um, How do you find each other? Through referrals. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is so-and-so knows so-and-so, and, and I mean, think about it. Everybody knows everybody. We're on a small island. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a lot of people out there just dying for an opportunity to mm -hmm. become better and to, to learn something new, to have a challenge to be competitive, to grow themselves, but also to learn something new and to have a huge mission, mm -hmm. something bigger than themselves to accomplish. I guess everybody's situation is different and therefore the blueprint for having them move from point A to point B mm -hmm. will look different person from person to person. But um, wh what is part of a blueprint or a plan for having people move in a direction where they are, can become uh, more financially stable or free in t as far as debt is concerned, as you pointed out before. Absolutely. S and I know there's a, a lot of programs out there, but what we know to be true is to attack the higher interest rate first, which most people usually want to pay off the higher amount or the balance because emotionally they're looking at a big number and they, they want to get rid of it mm -hmm. to feel better. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the principles that we teach, it's called debt stacking, where you pay off the higher interest rate first so mm -hmm. that you can knock that out because right. that's what's bleeding them out the fastest. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just, just with debt. Um, but uh, there's a, a lot of different kind of blueprints that we you know, we guide them through the whole process, mm -hmm. whether it be to step into a more of a leadership role or whether it be to just gain the financial education. We're with them the whole time. Mm -hmm. And the best part about it is we don't have to charge a family to sit with them. And that's why we feel so good about what we do. Nicole, when you started talking about this, you, you talked about the, um, the financial aspect, but you also mentioned um, the part of what you do that, that speaks to having people recognize in themselves that they can be the best version of themselves. Talk ab about that and what that process looks like and how people are able to move from point A to point B as it relates to being their best selves. Absolutely. It, it's a combination of things. 
And I think that that's the hardest part about everything is you believing in yourself that you're worth it and that you deserve it and that you can do it. <laughs> and so what we usually say is that it's a combination of the books that you read that can grow yourself, your associations, who you're hanging out with, who do you spend your most time with, do they support you, mm-hmm. and the, me- the meetings and, and the, the places that you attend, meaning opportunities to grow yourself mm-hmm. and learn from somebody else, take notes, and learn something new. I'm going to guess that um, when you establish these relationships with, with those people who sign on and, and want to learn more about themselves and how they can mm-hmm. become more financially um, free, I, I guess, or debt-free. Yeah, well said. <laughs> um, I think a lot of that has to come from a place where they feel um, trust, that they can trust the relationship and the person that you are and how you go about helping them. How do you earn their trust? To talk about that that part of the process? That's a good question, and I related a lot to education mm-hmm. <laughs> when I used to teach. Right. Same with children. Mm-hmm. You can't teach them anything until they know that you care about them and you have their back mm-hmm. and you're going to teach about something that they're interested in. And so it's the same exact thing in the sense that you ask a lot of questions, you get to know their personal life, what means the most to them, their whys, what are they fighting for, mm-hmm. because it's not easy. Everybody would do it if that were the case. And what we know is if, if there's the most important thing that they care about, their, their sense of happiness that they're chasing, and everybody wants to be happy in, in some way that can be fulfilled. And if they put that in their mind, what that looks like, we can help them get them there. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the trust is, is being honest and open and being with them every step of the way constant communication, and pouring belief into them. I, I think that trust part of it is, is one of the biggest challenges that perhaps you face, but what are some other challenges that you deal with in trying to establish these, these relationships? I would say sometimes people give into the mediocre thinking of others, meaning they could believe in themselves which is hard. Mm -hmm. But uh, if they care too much about the opinions of others, they'll be swayed. Mm -hmm. And I went through it. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's inevitable. Mm -hmm. People are going to bring you down. But you have to be mentally tough. You have to know what you want. And you have to be relentless about it. Uh, Relentless and disciplined in terms of how you interpret information or, or input that other people are providing? Is that what you're saying? In the sense that you won't back down. Mm -hmm. So if your best friend is saying, you know, I think you should do this instead of this, Mm -hmm. are you going to listen to them? Do you want their lifestyle? Is, is, are they in a place to be giving you advice? So a a lot of the message that we see is be careful with who you take advice from. And you ask any elite performer, world-class athlete, or actor or actress, anybody who's done anything great has mm-hmm. gone through the same thing. The adversity, mm-hmm. think about it. Uh, Jeff Bezos, and the list goes on and on. Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> S- 
So you, you want to give them those examples that they can connect with and, and, and relate to. Absolutely. You want to tell them that anybody who's done anything great faces some kind of adversity. Mm -hmm. So expect it. <laughs> In fact, you need it. <laughs> Embrace it. Are there other life lessons that you've experienced that have become part of your repertoire, so to speak, uh, that, that helps you connect with people and help, helps them to believe in themselves moving forward? Are there any other examples from your life's mm -hmm. experience or experiences? I would say feeding yourself the right information. Because everybody has their ups and downs. That's going to happen. But if you have the long-term vision about where you're going, sometimes you'll, be, you'll feel down. But you have to know the right thing that's going to get you re-motivated, all excited again, back to where you're headed. And you have to acknowledge it and then move on quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody can feel down, but don't turn it into a bad day. You can have a bad moment. Mm -hmm. But it's all about knowing what excites you and what keeps you motivated and that brings it back to your whys again like what what most people would fight for mm -hmm. um, can you share with uh, those who are listening and will be listening to this uh, episode of life stories can you share with them things uh, of which you are most proud either professionally or personally that help to um, again illustrate who it is that you are there's a great book out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. That book is great for anybody who wants to set a goal and crush it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it states that it's important to write it down to and also put a date on it, mm -hmm. have some sort of deadline. Talk about what you plan to do to get there, specifically any sacrifices that need to be made. And to read that out loud mm -hmm. twice a day, morning and night, so that you don't forget. Mm -hmm. That's something that we recognize as being an important part of uh, any student's plan, writing down those goals. It's to talk about it is one thing, but it becomes uh, more real and more uh, black and white when you see it every day. It, it keeps it in the forefront. If you just think about it, it eventually finds it's, you know, it's, you're losing the, the momentum and the steam behind the initial impetus that, you, that helped you to identify that goal. So very important strategy. Yes. And, it, and visualization is key, exactly how you said. Mm -hmm. So important. Do you find that uh, the people that you're working with um, recognize the importance of doing that? Do they need some help in, in, in trying to put that into practice? That's what a lot of our training is about, mm -hmm. achieving your goals and, and how do you get there. And that's what we're all going through it. We're all learning to, to see what works best for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the journey. So uh, how people um, who are interested become part of a training program? And, and what does that look like? What does the structure of that look like, the time frame for that? And, and, and what does it require of them during the course of the time that they're part of this official training program? Well, it's very part-time flex. Mm -hmm. That's how I was able to do it with such a busy schedule, mm -hmm. commuting from Queens, you know, getting my master's. Mm -hmm. So for busy people, as everybody is, it's, it's very doable. Mm -hmm. 
And as time goes on, as you start seeing more success, you become more serious, then you start sacrificing things that aren't going to get you to where you want to be. <laughs> and so what it looks like is we have a lot of trainings at a location where we're all together. And what we find is the environment is out of this world. Mm -hmm. And that's what attracts a lot of people to us. When you say the environment is out of this world, mm -hmm. what, what do you mean by that? Well, picture a lot of excited people asking you questions about yourself, exactly how you're doing, showing interest, challenging you to become better, mm -hmm. and all on the same path headed to a common goal. Mm -hmm. A massive support system, exciting music, smiling faces. Do they all have the same goals or everybody brings something a little bit different? Everybody definitely is different, but what we all want is to be happy. Mm -hmm. We all want to become debt-free and financially independent. And that's why we're so excited, because mm -hmm. <laughs> we finally found something that's going to get us there. Um, have you had people who've already completed the, this training that you're, you're talking about? Or are, they, are you still at a point where you are still working with them as they're going through this training program? The training never really ends, mm -hmm. and, and that's like life. Right. You're always learning something. Mm -hmm. You're the best example of that. <laughs> you retired. Most people lounge on a beach, <laughs> but you're challenging yourself to try something new. Mm -hmm. And so the, the journey never really ends, but there are a lot of people who become debt-free and financially independent and can live a life that mm -hmm. most can only dream of. But then on the other end, people want to take it to a bigger scale and they keep going until the job's done. <laughs> the, the group that you're talking about, the, the, the target audience, are they of a, a similar demographic? Are they younger people, older people? Is it a cross-section of, of, or a representation of all types of people? That's a great question. That's a huge part of why the environment is so fun because we're able to attract people from as young as 18 to even past 75, approaching 80, because we're never too young or old to want something bigger and better and back or different backgrounds, languages, ethnicities. I, I understand somebody who might be, you know, um, midlife or, or, or senior segment of our population, um, but somebody who's 18 or 20, how is it that they are part of a program where they, you know, are, are considering you know, the, the debt that they're in and trying to remain debt-free. I, I don't think that's something that I thought about when I was 18, but. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it blows my mind when I meet them. I'm in awe at their drive, their determination, and their vision at such a young age, because I never had it either. But there are a rare few that they just get it. Mm -hmm. It clicks. And they, they don't want to work for someone else. They, they want to be independent and they want to be in control of their future and if if they have the discipline to change maybe some old habits or if if they have the discipline just to show up and learn mm -hmm. then we'll teach them can you draw from what you just shared that's an important part of what you could um, impart to others who are just getting into it because there are a couple of things that come to mind for me, but what do you see as a takeaway from what you just shared that is something that you could come back to 
when talking to others who are contemplating whether or not to get into what, what it is that you are offering them? Well, it depends on what they want. So for my husband, he wanted to get out of debt. That mm -hmm. was hanging over him. He wanted to travel cross country in a van. Mm -hmm. Just life experiences that made him happy. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of other really big whys and reasons like retiring his dad and his mm -hmm. mom mm -hmm. and creating a life that we otherwise would have never been able to. And by challenging him, by asking, is what you're doing now gonna get you to where you wanna be? He realized, I need to make a change. No one's gonna do it for me. I have to take personal responsibility. But also, you know, take the time to listen to what he wanted mm -hmm. and try to prepare for that experience, mm -hmm. I would say, um, and say that it's normal. <laughs> what is different is going to seem weird. <laughs> one of the takeaways for me listening to you is that um, one of the things that I suppose you could share or maybe you do is that this is something that's going to require discipline. You know, we talked about trust, we talked about communication, but I think um, discipline is a word that came to my mind when listening to you talk that is something that might be important for those who are thinking about what it is that you're sharing with them. Um, it might be an important part of, of the, the overall picture of, of, of where they are, that it is gonna require some discipline and some stick to and, and perseverance I don't know if that's something Very that, that comes so. up in, in, in your conversations. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. exactly it. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of the biggest reasons why we've been able to attract the military and, and people from all different backgrounds because they already have those skills. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for some, some place with camaraderie, a place with teamwork, uh, a place with a mission that they could get behind. But yes, definitely discipline, because if someone's not telling you to do it, I I is it going to get done? <laughs> you know? Nicole, um, being a teacher, you certainly want to make a difference in the lives of others. And doing what you're doing now, using drawing upon your, your teaching skills, uh, it sounds as if this is a goal for you also, bringing about a change in others' lives. And, and that's a big part of... of uh, life stories, and one of the reasons why I think that this is so important is to give others a chance to hear from members of our community, and maybe there's something that, that will be a takeaway for people who are listening that might help to influence their lives. So if there's one takeaway for people who are listening to us in our conversation, what, do you, what might that one takeaway be? If they take one thing, what, what do you think it should be, or what, what do you hope it would be? I would say hope. Because, you know, I know what it feels to be frustrated. I know what it feels to want more, but not know how to get there. And that it's okay to have it all, <laughs> you know? Um, I used to say, oh, no, I won't be able to have that. That's for somebody else. And because we've been working on, on changing that view and, and having an abundance mindset, we're able to go after what we want because we found a way to get there. But 
I want them to know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Just a find a way. <laughs> a great takeaway to have. <laughs> Nicole, before we uh, close uh, this, this really fascinating and interesting conversation that we've been having, is there anything that I didn't ask that you thought perhaps I might ask during the time that we shared together? I'm hoping to give back to the Oceanside community in the sense that we'd like to open up an office over here. Mm-hmm. This way we can serve all of the members around here. Mm-hmm. That That's definitely a goal. I definitely want to add that there's a lot of different resources out there. If, if anyone is ever looking for inspiration or if anyone is ever looking for how can I build myself and mm-hmm. and change my mindset and how I do that if I'm ever feeling down or if I need motivation or inspiration I turn to Ed Milet and he has a lot of great resources as you have a podcast mm-hmm. he's got podcasts and a lot of great resources on his Instagram as well that I use to train myself really mm-hmm. and to hold myself accountable and continue growing well, an important takeaway, continue growing. Mm. So I want to thank you for carving out some time on this Saturday afternoon here on thank Oceanside. You. For, for spending fun. that time with me and with the community. And, and uh, something tells me that there will be takeaways for those who do join us for Episode 10 of Life Stories. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks.